passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Is it's always game day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on it's always game day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, what's up? Still sick. It's uh, I'm not somebody who gets sick often, so this really sucks. Uh, I don't remember the last time I've been sick for more than like a day, and this is on four, five days now. Not COVID though. So that's the nice part. I can still smell and taste, which is my greatest fear of losing those. Are you one of those people that they say, hey, I'm sick and I don't feel very well and they, they don't take medicine or do you take medicine? I don't. I don't take my medicine very well. Goodness, there are just two types of people in the world. The people who take medicine to get better and the people that say, I'm sick, I have a cold or, or something is wrong and I don't take medicine. I just suffer. Yeah, that's uh, that's why I, I my fiance will tell me to uh, take, take the, I don't know, the cinnamon, the NyQuil, the whatever. NyQuil. I go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Knock me out. Sleep in the world. I will say when I take NyQuil, because I, I get that cold every like once a year and it, it lasts about a week. And NyQuil gives me the best sleep in the world, but it gives me the weirdest dreams. So um, oh. if you decide to take what NyQuil, you'll, you'll get good sleep. But it does. Uh, it's it's kind of it's it's kind of messed up stuff. But I, to I completely can't... to completely derail it. I feel like I get the weirdest dreams when I eat Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're putting in there. Could be NyQuil. <laughs> There's two things in life that give you a bad dream. Whoever um, took NyQuil and Taco Bell. So, I mean, you know, if you're out there and you, you like, uh, <laughs> you like, uh, are you a Mexican pizza lover? Uh, I, I like the Mexican pizza. My main, oh, man, we are fully off topic. Yeah, Welcome, to the off season. Welcome to the off season. Uh, typically I'm a cheesy gordita crunch guy. If I go to Taco Bell, but if I have, 
I don't go there as mm-hmm. often as it probably sounds like right now. <laughs> but I got the Mexican pizza when it came back. I was like, yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> it went away for like a month or something. And I don't even know if I wanted to talk about during that time. But I was like, it's back. <laughs> it, um, their cinnamon twists are underrated. Yeah. And I feel like they've been that way for quite a while, but they have to be warm when they come out. So I'm, I'm really big on the cinnamon twist. I think those are good. But yeah, Taco Bell is good. And uh, Twitter, Twitter. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get to it right now. Earlier today, I put out a tweet. You know, it's off season. It's February 9th. We're getting into almost free agency, the NFL draft and OTAs, all that fun stuff. Contract extension talk now that the season is officially over for the Cincinnati Bengals. Having my nice cup of coffee this morning, I said, you know what? Cordell Volson, he has to play better next year if he's going to be the starter. And Twitter was very 50-50 on that reaction. And I want to say a couple things when I tweeted that this morning. I think that the right tackle position and the left tackle position and the left guard position need to play better for the Cincinnati Bengals. They don't actually have a right tackle secured for week one. And Jonah has to play better. We've said that before. He is not perfect. And at the left guard position, Cordell Wilson had an okay rookie year. Um, When I say that, I I don't mean that I don't think Cordell Wilson should be the starter anymore. I want to see more from this offensive line. When you go back to last offseason, I was okay with what the Bengals did when it comes to the upgrades that they tried to make. And they knew they had to after Joe's season in 2021. And even the Super Bowl was a magnifying glass on some of the issues that they really faced along the season and even in the playoffs with what was there. So I said that, you know, it was kind of a 50-50 reaction. There were a lot of people thinking I thought that Cordell Wilson should never step foot on a football field anymore. And that's not what I meant by that. I, I want to see better from him. It's going to be year two uh, for Cordell Wilson, the left guard position. I want to see better from Jonah Williams. And the right tackle position, I just don't know who's going to be there right now with Lyle Collins coming from the ACL. And maybe they move on from him. Um, so I didn't mean it in a negative way. I know there are a lot of Cordell Wilson fans out there. And believe me, the guard position has been brutal for, for a few years now. And I want it to be better, not counting Alex Kappa, because he had a, a great season at right guard. And I'm really excited about his future in Cincinnati. But I just want the line to play better than it even was last year. And it was okay. It was enough for Joe. It was better than it was in 2021. I didn't mean it in a negative impact way, but that's just how I felt. Yeah, at its peak, it was probably around league average uh, when everybody was healthy and they were fully um, integrated with each other. But that's really a macro view. And the micro view is that even when they're at their peak, they still held back um, explosive run plays because they don't do a great job at blocking at the second level. And I thought even when Law Collins was playing his best, he still wasn't able to sustain blocks. And it seemed like a back issue. Like it's just his back would just give out type of situation there. So yeah, you need better play at right tackle, at left tackle and left guard. I think what you experience when talking about Cordell Volson is a difference between expectation mm-hmm. when you think about how people talk about Jonah Williams. Because in a vacuum, just looking at how both those guys played, I thought Jonah Williams was better for the entire season. Um, there are moments where Volson was better games, but if you look at the season as a whole, I thought Jonah Williams was a better player. And I think, well, the one thing that shocks people is he led the league in sacks given up, but that's just, that's not a good measurement of offensive line play because PFF has to give those sacks to somebody and whether or not it's only Jonah Williams' fault doesn't matter. If he's the guy they charge it to, he's the guy they charge it to. 
whether somebody else gave up the pressure and Burrow slides into Williams sky that goes on Williams. So I don't think it's a good measurement. It's also luck based because you could give up more pressures like an Orlando Brown and not give up anywhere near the same amount of sacks, just out of luck. So that that's just something I, I think we need to talk about, but yeah, neither one played that well, but when you look at the expectations, Jonah Williams, uh, first round pick a guy who played pretty well, his uh, third years last year, the year that, you know, it's weird to be in this situation where last year kind of feels like this year, but I, what I mean, last 2021 in 2021, he played pretty well. He was, I thought, above average and i was kind of excited about what he could do this season in 2022 but then he started off very slow he got injured and never reached the level of play that you expect so when you're talking about expectations he really failed them i remember i wasn't fully there but uh there were like i think joe goodberry had a whole string of tweets about like jenna williams's uh track right now seems to be that he's going to be very good but then you take the step back and it's no longer on that track. But a guy who developed like that in his uh, second full starting year, like he did, I thought there was reason to be excited. He played all the games, but then this year happens and he was a letdown. But the difference is he was a letdown. He still played at a probably about a league average level where I think Cordell Wilson was slightly below that. And the thing is, you came into the year thinking, well, as long as Cordell Volson isn't terrible, this is a win. He's a late fourth round rookie from North Dakota State, an FCS school. If he can play at a starting level, that's fine. And he did. I think he might have been below average, but it's still starting level play. You expect more because you don't want that guy to consistently be your fifth out of fifth starter. You know, you're, um, I don't know. I'm not going to give a name, but you know, a guy that he's the weak link, you want him to play better and lift the tide. Uh, I don't think he even was the worst starter, but I thought he played at a below average level. And that's uh, you want him to play league average because if your worst starter is league average, and then you've got guys that are above average and Kappa and Karras, then you're playing you're the, not only is the floor lifted, but now you can raise the ceiling because your weak links even stronger. So that is uh that is, all my thoughts on this. I think you can upgrade left tackle, left guard, and right tackle. The only need is right tackle because you just have no idea if Collins is able to even go. But just if an upgrade presents itself for either left tackle or left guard, and the thing is left guard, it's easier to find those upgrades because they're cheaper both in the draft and in free agency. So if they just present themselves, if uh, <clears throat> and I thought of this example, which is actually a setter, but you can kick Karras to left guard, but I'm not saying it's going to happen. It definitely won't. But just theoretically, Jason Kelsey, they have his replacement. And he goes, well, I just want to play one more year in Ohio. And I want to try to win another ring. And he off, he's like, hey, Cincinnati, if you pay me a, whatever, I'll play. Yeah, you sign Jason Kelsey and you move Karras to left guard. And Volson is now your backup. Like, you don't, that's that's the thing I think we're talking about when you're talking about an upgrade is if one of those guys falls to you, they, they just fall into your lap. You just take it. They his name's not written in Sharpie, it's written in pencil. And this is true for the draft, too. If you get to the second round and or third round and a Steve Avila or a Cody Mach or uh, somebody like that, I haven't watched these guys. I know they're the big prospects. Osiris Torres, these are the big prospects on the interior. If one of those guys falls to you and you love them, you take them. And now you have a competition at left guard, and whoever it is, the backup is probably going to be better than what you had last year. If it's Cordell Volson, it's definitely better than what you had last year. And if it's a high 
caliber draft pick, it's probably better than what you had last year backing it up and sharping, who I thought was an okay backup if he was the only one that had to play, but he wasn't. So that's my long thoughts on this debate that has gone on too hard. I just don't think Twitter is the place for nuance to discuss discuss this at all. 200 character limit, unless you're playing paying Elon the money uh, to have 4,000 characters and then nobody reads what you say. So yeah, I just, it's not a place for nuance, but the, the nuance is basically, yes, Cordell Volson was fine. You want better play. And I think that you should expect better play. He was a rookie, so he probably improves, right? But what if he doesn't? And then you have a competition there where if he doesn't improve and this guy's just better, now you have better depth and a better piece. That's that's just my thoughts on it. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Well, now you have Jason Kelsey coming to Cincinnati in my head because that Sorry. would be that would be fun. That'd be sick. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine Jason Kelsey? I'd be here for all the game day intro to the stadium outfits at this point. Uh, but Jason Kelsey on this offensive line, I'm I'm now now I might have to hope this happens. And of course, Ted Karras on the line, Jason Kelsey. But I think you could bring up a great point. Obviously, some things you just can't really put out there on social media and just kind of have a thought about it or a conversation. Uh, but did I just wanted to add to that, you know, conversation when I did mention that earlier, um, you know, some people felt a certain way. And look, I hope in, in September or even when training camp gets here that maybe there is battles with the offensive line because I want the best five guys out there. And if you have depth, great. And if Cordell Volson is starting in September and he has himself a year or two, I am all about it. I want this guy to work out uh, because you have other positions that you want to pay. I'm still hopeful that they can get a T Higgins and Joe Burrow deal done this off season. And that's where I want my money to go to. Um, I, I don't want to go out and pay a bunch of free agents a, a top dollar when it comes to the offensive line. Um, maybe you do have to look into the right tackle situation. It is very similar to a Lyle Collins where it's a two year, uh, one year guaranteed two years incentive um, not guaranteed your two deal for your right tackle. I, I mean, a, a rally reef situation that they've been through before. Um, we don't know what that looks like, but yes, there are about three positions that you just want, you want to see, you want to see better from. I think you, you put it um, perfectly when you said the expectation um, situation with Jonah Williams and Cordell Volson. And yeah, it is kind of crazy to look back on Jonah Williams 2021 season and be like, Oh, I can't wait to see what he does at left tackle, what that's going to look like. And then you go into this off season and a lot of people want him to be on the bench and, and don't want him starting. And the thing is you, you picked up his option. I'm not saying because the team's paying a bunch of money, he's going to start, but the expectation is Jonah Williams is going to start. And I want at this moment, I want him to be better but 
I mean, I think he's your best option at left tackle. If you're not bringing in another free agent, if you are, I feel like you're swinging him out the right tackle. Yeah, I'm not a proponent of really moving him at this point because it's just been like eight years since he played right tackle. Yeah. Uh, if it happened early in his career, maybe, but uh, he's just entrenched at left tackle. My thoughts on Jonah Williams are nobody, I, th- I feel like nobody ever, and this fits for Volson too, we don't discuss the middle ground of these players enough where everybody's either great or terrible or he's, he's, he's awful. You know, like I see that so often with Jonah Williams. It's like, we've seen awful tackle play the Bobby Hart's the, um, remember when they put Andre Smith, you remember they put Andre Smith out at left tackle when he was washed. (laughs) He never played left tackle before to start the season against the Seahawks. That's awful. Like that's awful. Jonah Williams hasn't been awful. He's in the middle ground, whether that's a little below average, a little average, or a little above average. And really, you know, you can debate that. I think he's about average. He's definitely not awful. He's definitely not great. He's about average. And you need those guys. You need those guys because even on offensive lines like the Eagles, Isaac Salamalu is about average. But because everybody around that offensive line is pretty much awesome, (laughs) that it feels like he's so much better better than that but when everybody on your offensive line isn't that awesome to raise the tide when you're not playing in between two hall of famers and jason kelsey and lane johnson uh your average gets a little picked apart gets picked apart a little bit more so i think that's just something we need to have the discussion on where these average guys are kind of what makes the offensive line like you have your good players your just say ted karras and alex capper your good players right that those guys are locked in they're good you have average guys as well, and those guys are going to make up the majority of the line for most teams. Not the Eagles, I guess, but for most teams, that makes up the majority of the, the meat and potatoes of the offensive line are these guys that are limited. Sure, he's not Trent Williams. He's never going to be Trent Williams, but he's fine. And I think that's just something we don't discuss enough is the middle ground of these players where Volson kind of fits that too. He's right now in the middle ground. He's on the lower end of the middle ground. I think if you ask him for my personal evaluation, and that means, yes, you could probably get a slight upgrade if it falls to you. I don't think you have to search for it. I don't think you have to search for an upgrade at left tackle or left guard, right tackle, maybe, but you don't have to search for it, but if something falls to you, you're not, you're not stuck well, we've got Volson, so we can't do that. I think that's, I think the discussion, the nuance of this whole debate is just basically, yes, Volson's fine and he probably should play better next year. But if something presents itself, you take it. Yeah. And I feel like we'll get a sense of where this team feels like they're going and, and they give you time to develop. Uh, this team isn't moving on from Cordell Volson at the left guard right. position, but I think in free agency and uh, in the NFL draft, it's going to be more depth for the offensive line and, and really where they're looking and look, it could be a developmental piece. I've said before on the podcast, they have to start looking at the future of the left tackle position soon this off season going into next year uh, with this more than likely being Jonah Williams last time at left tackle last year, at left tackle. All right, we're going to move on to some really optimistic news. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase uh, saying everything the Bengals fans want to hear at Radio Row while uh, they're getting ready for the Super Bowl weekend. Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles will have a prediction to score later on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.